Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I think maybe that should be, maybe you should incorporate that into your persona. That's some so? kind of a nickname. Well, I mean, if people were directly calling you that, horse dress. I'm just saying like, that's a unique thing. I only have the one horse dress, It's a unique dress, style, though. but it's a unique style. I think that maybe that's something that you could really do. You could be like Portland's horse dress lady. I don't want to like, be the horse kinds. dress lady. But I mean, you kind of already are. You have a dress with horses on it. And I do. I have a single that. dress with horses on it. Like, I don't have many that. dresses. I think, it, I think I it's I was something. known as that for one day. You were known as horse dress. It's true. <laughs> there was it no. was just the name. It wasn't like girl in the horse dress, lady in the horse dress. It was just horse dress. It was. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. So we want to welcome a lot of people who are tuning in this week for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Oh, as well. yes. Welcome. Hi there. Which is happening this week. And uh, we are so excited because we're going to be having a ton of comedians coming through here, coming through our studios in Portland, Oregon. If you don't know about the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, go to bridgetowncomedy.com. You can find out all about it there and uh, all of the amazing people that are coming in. So it's it's going to be just like a whirlwind of all kinds of crazy stuff this week. And each day of the week, we'll have multiple comedians in. Now we've we've got like a phone interview coming up. What yeah, we, we just found, found out, out. <laughs> like a minute before we went on air. Uh-huh. So it's going to be one of these kind of crazy weeks and we're really excited so today, though, I do know we're going to be joined by Caitlin Warehouser and Zach Toscani here in just a little bit. Uh, a couple of Portland comedians, you know, Zach from from both this show and our comedy showcases. And Caitlin, we were part of that late night action show, which you can see the video on YouTube. Oh, she's she fantastic. Was the comedian yeah, we, we became that. immediate friends with her after yeah. we did that show. She's she's wonderful. She's awesome. So they're going to be joining us here in just a little bit. We got we got a lot of other stuff to get to, but I think just to recap last weekend, before we went into the weekend, we did talk about how Sarah purchased herself a dress with. Little horses on it. I did, hence called the horse dress. Horse dress for the Kentucky Derby because we went out to Portland Meadows and watched the Kentucky Derby out there with a bunch of bunch of people. And let's just say, you know, as much of a doubter as I was about that dress and how much I was making fun of it, it was popular. It was people a popular liked dress. It. People, well, people commented on it. It was popular. And it was uh, you so much so that I guess when you were in the restroom, you had people calling you horse dress. Yes, there were a couple drunk ladies in giant hats who kept going like, oh, oh, my God, does, are those little horses on your dress? Holy shit. Did you see this, Mary? She has the horses on her dress. And then it would be like and then they'd be like, bye, horse dress. When they'd talk to me, like, <laughs> if I was like a, not a nicer person, I would have probably been annoyed by that. Well, you but you're the one that wore the, wore oh, the totally. horse dress. No, I no, mean, totally. not, not to, that it's being uh, don't pointed comment out. on my horses, please. No, no, no. Not that it's pointed out. But if someone's uh, calling me like an inanimate object like mm-hmm. horse dress like all right see you later they weren't like see you later girl in the horse dress like bye horse dress I'm like bye i, I think know. you should take that you should take that and use it as a persona for something it's got to be horse dress i mean that's almost like a synonymous like that's almost something where you could create an entire character around that 
the kooky lady in the horse dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think horse I want dress. that to be my character. Yeah, and everything like even if say if say if you were to do stand up, which by the way, we're not doing any stand up here this week. This is we're part of Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Uh, that is not no, something. No, we're part that, of the interview part. Yes, the Greg interview and I part. are not stand up comedians. No, not at all. However, if Sarah were to become that, I, I think that could be a theme or something unique. That would stand out if you were that. If like every time you that's came like out, a prop you're wearing comic. a horse. What is my, is like my horse dress? Is that I'm like carrot top? Is that like my? Prop? I'm kind of thinking that you could be uh-huh. Portland's carrot top in a way. I mean, you got to work up to oh, that. Oh, that is what I want. That is my dream. Is to I, become Portland's carrot. I just top. I want you to get more involved with this. I think secretly this is something you would want to do, and I'm I'm trying to help you out. Like brain, you know, we're we're brainstorming some ideas for it. I'm just saying horse dress. That could be a whole thing. I did enjoy the horse dress. I felt really good about mm-hmm. it. I found myself a hat. I couldn't find anything like too super big and floppy, but I did have a hat mm-hmm. and my horse dress mm-hmm. and uh, had a really good day. It was a lot of fun. What if we just called you horse dress for like a day? I, let's not. I am Greg Nibbler here with horse dress and we are live on a funny. No. I don't think that'll bode well for you. Okay. That's, Sarah's very angry about this. No, I'm not very angry. I'm just saying, no, I would prefer to not be called horse dress. All right. All right. Well. Hey, I let you call me hot dog for a little while. No, horse <laughs> dress. Like... We've had a lot of nicknames for you. Uh-huh. I have given you a lot of nicknames. There was Sarah Hot Dog Dylan. Um, there was your your uh, juggalo name, which I gave you, which was, uh, <laughs> what was it? Judy. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell am not going to tell you. Thick ass Judy, a.k.a. the clown juicer. That was one of the the, uh, the juggalo name that I gave you at one point. Yeah, you've had a lot of nicknames that I've given you. I have. As many as I give them myself, I, I, I like to give them out to you, too. Yeah. Sarah Hot Dog Dylan. That, that one is that one was pretty good. Hot dog. Not, Dylan. That's so lacking creativity. Sarah, it's not hot even, dog Dylan. That's not even funny. I think it's pretty good. I think maybe each day this week when we're doing Bridgetown, maybe we should introduce you with a different nickname. Let's not. So in case the comedians don't know, we're like, ah, Sarah, horse dress Dylan. And then they won't have any idea. No? No. No, you're not liking this idea? I'm not liking I'm that idea. I'm spitballing things here, Sarah. Already, I know. We already have a lot going on this week. I don't think we need to throw in like Billy nicknames. Starship. Yeah, that was another nickname oh, that you yeah. had. That was one of your alternate personas. Um, <laughs> Billy Starship, that was a good one. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking we can we can work this in. Well, we'll think about it. Let's put let's let's put a pin in it. We'll think about we're, it. We're not thinking. We'll about think about anything. that. Well, at that's, least you. That's not happening for you though. That'll at least be cool for me. I do realize I have to start off the week with a giant bulbous swelling on my arm. That is. Whoa! Uh, that I had has no happened. idea where you were going with that. No, I'm talking about because I got bit. Uh, oh my god! What's wrong butt. with your arm? Yeah, I've got – it's, it's being said in the chat, some suggestions here. The wallet chain and horse dress morning show. That could be – yeah. That could be pretty I, good. I am wallet chain guy. I know. I like how I couldn't remember the the um, drunken derby girl's name, so I always just default to Mary. Yeah, that's your that's go-to? Young, well, because that's the girl's name uh, – who lives in the hall for me in my apartment when she was screaming about how her friend was such a bitch, Mary. Oh, yes, when that's right. I talked right. about that like a year ago. So whenever I think of like crazy ladies screaming, I always like have to substitute the name Mary in. And it's, it's always Mary. It just always has to be Mary. Damn it, Mary. God damn it, Mary. Okay. Why are I'm, you such a bitch, Mary? Now I kind of want to do that, except for if I know somebody named Mary, then that would be really awkward. <laughs> you God damn it, Mary. <laughs> I'm just going to start exclaiming that from now on for mm-hmm. some reason. So, But yes, I do... It, yeah, what happened over there? All right, here's the problem. As we all know, or in case you don't know, I am highly, highly susceptible to bug bites, any kind like of bug. Gross bug bites. Jim, and I'm talking about insects or spiders or whatever is out there. If it's small and has a bunch of legs, it'll bite me. And, um, and this is – it's a fact. I mean it's just part of my life. It's something I know. It's something everybody that knows me knows. If it's small and it has a bunch of little legs, it'll bite you. It's going to bite me. Which is kind of funny because that's kind of like Derek and Stacy's dog. Small with a bunch of little legs who loves everybody but you, and you got bit by. I did get bit by a little dog. Yep. Although most dogs, let's be fair, 
99.99% of dogs love me because I'm a bit of an animal whisperer. I've mm-hmm. talked about this before. I, I think I have an ability that I'm not cashing in on because that's the important thing okay. about those things. But yeah, his, uh, yeah, their, their, their dog bit me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, well, he what bit happened me. over there? It looks this really deformed. This is because I, um, well, I went outside, which oh, is the it, worst it thing that can itch. ever happen to me on this time of year because now is when all kinds of mosquitoes start hatching, which is, I know this is a fun talk that everybody wants to hear about on Fun Employment Radio, but I, I have to say that to explain this. I did hear that there'd be more insects this year because the ground didn't completely freeze. So there's going to be like a lot more. Yeah, well, that's bad for me. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, I would, if I went to South America and I really want to go visit South America, I would pro, I feel like because of the number of bugs, oh. I would probably be dead in two and a half hours. You'd, you'd be the dead. I put the over under two and a half hours. Oh, at least. Oh, I don't think you'd make it out of the airport. Probably not. No. Probably not. Mm-mm. No, that's that's the problem, and that's the, that, that means I can't go there. But uh, yeah, I was bit by. It looks like I'm gonna guess it was a mosquito. It depends, but it is. It has not gone down Greg's, since yesterday. Greg's arm looks like uh, like basically there's half a ping pong ball. It looks like, like I've got a second elbow. Yeah, it looks like there's I, I, like I, half a ping pong ball underneath his arm. It's so, gross. So it's on my forearm, up towards my elbow, but it's on the other kind of on the on the side. So it does it. It looks like I've got two elbows. And so this is what I'm going to be presenting to everyone when they come in here, apparently, oh, this that's week. Oh, good. I mean, and I didn't bring a long sleeve shirt, of course, because I didn't think about it. Also, when I filmed this morning, didn't cover that up either. Oh, yeah. When it catches the light, it has a really big shadow. Yeah. I uh, didn't think about it when I, was, when I was filming this morning, so I haven't actually looked at the video, but there's a possibility of that. I also sliced my thumb open, so I've got a Band-Aid on that one, on uh, that same You're arm. a full-on class actor. Yeah, I know. I'm fig- I figure I'm looking yeah. pretty classy all the, all, already, where people aren't sure if they're going to catch something by, you know, by being near my second elbow. Okay. That's let's not say that when the week we're having like 15 guests in that they, that you think someone might catch. And nobody's going to catch anything. It's a mosquito bite. It's, mm-hmm. it's fine. I'm just saying it, it does look, it, it does look rather odd. And so I feel like I'm going to have to overexplain it this week. And then it's just going to, just don't talk about it. Don't bring it's it up. It's going to turn into a thing. People don't no, like naturally point out other people's ailments. They don't? No. Okay. So just don't. But they're going to notice up. it though. Well, yeah, they'll probably notice it, but if you don't bring it up, they're not going to mention it. They're not going to mention it, but then they'll talk about it afterwards. And see, see, this is how I go through life. I worry about what people are secretly thinking. You're not. Even like, though I you shouldn't, shouldn't worry about what people think. Well, yeah, but so, so, okay, so say they come in here, you know, and Zach and Caitlin are very nice, and yeah, they, so they don't comment on my second elbow that's very obviously pointing it's out. It's so here. obvious. It's very obvious, yeah. and this is on my right arm. They they can't miss it, and say they they're looking at that. And um, their eyes drift downward. Yeah, their eyes drift love. down. They're looking at it, you know, because it's it's odd. It's it's an odd. They thing. might just be looking at the table or at your normal elbow. I don't think anyone's going to be staring at your freaky lump on your arm. But then they leave here, you know, and they're, then they're not like, gonna t- they have. This is a big week for them. I really think, Greg. I'm sorry. I, I know how much how highly you think of yourself. I highly no. Doubt- I'm not saying that. I'm saying because it's it's disturbing. It's unnerving. What is going on here? You know, and then they leave here and they're like, Did you notice that? Like, what What was going on there? And then it'd be weird that I didn't bring it up. No, so, it's not weird. That's your own personal... No, I feel like I should give them a very long explanation of what it Absolutely is like when they come not. in. Like, what's the better way to do that? Do just I explain it? it? No, don't, don't explain it. Damn it, then... I mean, you're kind of a strange person anyway. You just have little lumps and I'm bumps strange? everywhere. I'm, <laughs> I'm a lumpy guy? You're lumpy and bumpy. Oh, man. Well, you are. I mean, own. you're like, you know, you're kind of shorter, but you're like all bulbousy with like your mountain feet. Short and, and bulbous. Thank you. That's exactly how I want to <laughs> no, think of I'm myself. Saying, like muscly. Short, bulbous, covered in bug bites and cuts. <laughs> That's Greg Nibbler, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That's. He's a class act. Wow. 
So the, the vision I have of myself in my head is true. So, so yeah, you're <laughs> short and lumpy. That is not how I want to want to be described. Me itch. I, I don't bulbous. Look at excuse it. me, bulbous. <laughs> how do we, how would you describe? You do. You have, you have you know, bulbous they were toes. You have like hobbit feet. We've talked about this before. They were great. There was a there was a girl with a horse dress on, and there was this weird short bulbous guy that had like a second <laughs> elbow. I mean, you know, they were nice, but I'm not really sure what the deal is there. It was very odd. I'm not wearing my horse dress today. You have to stop calling me horse dress if horse I'm not dress. wearing the horse dress. Horse dress. Horse dress and the bulbous man. I'm stri- live in the morning. I'm a striped dress today. Okay. I think you're going to have to go back to horse dress. That's all I'm, that's all I'm thinking. No. There's a, yeah, different people are suggesting things in the, in the live chat. I should <laughs> pick at it. I should just itch it constantly and oh, not God, address it. That would be one it. thing, no. too. That's the other thing I try not to do, though, and, and I'm, I'll get off talking about the bug bite. But seriously, this is my life. This is what it's like. Going through, I'm, I'm just a little part into my head here. It's hard not to, it's something I have to remember not to do that when I'm around people, mm-hmm. but I'll forget and I'll just start doing it. And then when Stop. I'm in the middle of a conversation, I don't realize I've been doing that the whole time Ugh. until afterwards. And I'm like, oh, great. I was doing that the whole time, wasn't I? And that person was nice enough not to say anything about it, but they, they saw, they noticed. I don't think it, it's as gross that, as you think it is. Like if someone's scratching their arm. That isn't that like well, the most terrible thing. Well, no, but it's. Can we stop talking about your bug bite? Well, now? okay, yeah, we can, we can. It's just you know, it's what's what's on my mind, Sarah. I'm just trying to make sure that it's uh, <laughs> that it's clear and and debate whether or not to explain it to them. I guess we'll just go in, we'll go in without explaining it. I think we should. Okay. Yeah, both feet in. Okay. All right, we'll try it. We'll see what happens. Well, with that. back to my horse dress and the yes. Kentucky Derby, Greg. I do have to say there was a big winner for the day, and it was me. Yeah, if you recall uh, last week. We did our predictions. We both had our guesses, correct, Greg? As to who was going to win the Kentucky Derby, which happened this uh, on Saturday. And so Greg and I both picked teams. I picked mine solely based on the color of the guy's costume, the, the jockey's costume for my horse. Or for my horse. Uh, Greg picked his because of the name. So mine was – what was the name of my – fi, fi, Firing Line. Firing Line. I picked Firing Line, which is number 10. Uh, Greg picked – Danzig Moon? Yeah, yeah, because I like Danzig. Because you like Danzig. And uh, my my horse firing line, uh, his uh, jockey was bedazzled in like a bright pink outfit with like a sparkly gold Z on the back of it. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. clearly that's who I have to pick. Right. Yeah, it turns out my guy got number two. And I bet win play show. And I won a little bit of money. Won a little bit of scratch, Greg. Oh, please don't call it scratch. Yes, and you did. And I'm rubbing the, my fingers together. Is that the first time you've ever won on it a horse It is the bet? first time I have ever won. Every year, uh, every time I've ever bet on a horse, I just am basically giving away $15. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly what I was saying. Because I, I do uh, win, place, or show. Mm-hmm. Five bucks each, so that's 15 Every year I do it. Like, every year I'm like, well, there's my $15 I'm not going to get back. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've never, ever won before. And I actually did, I didn't win, win, but I got second place. Well, yeah, that, that is good. So how much, how much did you end up uh, winning? Like, did you? Uh, I ended up winning $35. $35? 30, 30, like, $34.50. So. Wow, that is pretty good. Yeah, so I got my money back in a little bit. All right. I was excited. All right. Also, not only that, but uh, they had like a cornhole tournament thing, and I got to and if you like make a bag, you know, because we love cornhole here. It's true. Yeah, I mean, we I even mean, have our own tournament coming up on May seventeenth, which is a Sunday at the Landmark Saloon. And maybe you could uh, go to funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole hero and sign up for that. By the way, for the Fun Employment Radio cornhole tournament happening May seventeenth, you don't even need to be in the tournament though to come and hang out. It's oh, going to yeah. be an awesome day. So just keep that in mind. Funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole hero. 
we'll talk more about that mm-hmm. later. All right. Well, they did have a cornhole thing, and if you got one of the cornholes, uh, the bags into the hole, you got a free boot glass. So I ended up winning one of those, too. It was like the most winningest day ever for me. Wow. I won a boot glass. I won $34. Mm-hmm. And you had a horse dress on. Well, congratulations, Sarah. I had a horse dress on. That is, that is pretty incredible. That's, uh, that's living the dream right there, Greg. Living the dream. Yeah. That's exactly it. All right. Well, so Bridgetown Comedy Festival, as we said, is going to be happening this week. So I think comedians from out of town start coming in Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. and then performances start. Performances start Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. Yeah. It's it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Everything that happens this week. And everybody should get their tickets at bridgetowncomedy.com. I didn't need to say it that way, but I just decided to do it. It was very zesty. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. zesty. That's how <laughs> I like zesty better than bulbous. That's a little bit better. <laughs> I'm sorry, that totally Why came did out you call wrong. me bulbous, dude? Like, because you're like you have muscles? Please, please. Let's see. Let's see how you dig yourself into this. I'm, bulbous does not mean fat. I'm not saying you're fat. I'm saying no, you have. No, bulbous means like jarring. Like it's not j- jarring. It jarring. Means you're full bulbous. of all different like shapes. Bulbous is never used to describe something pleasant yes, to look it at. Is like oh, his muscles so nice. were, were bulbous. So bulbous. His muscles are bulbous. Bulbous is not. No one wants to be described as bulbous. No one wants to be cri- described as bulbous. I don't know. <sighs> That's like when people used to call me stocky. Like yeah, okay, I get it. I'm short Husky. and I'm not I'm not I'm not like super skinny. I'm not like I'm not an overweight guy, but yeah, stocky. Stocky's a terrible way to describe. Um uh, yeah, a bulbous. Um <laughs> it's bulbous is not a good way bulging, to feel described. You have bulging muscles. That's bulging is about. different than bulbous. Bulbous I'm sorry, is I meant bulging. Bulbous means oddly shaped, like odd protrusions, bulbous, large bulbous man. No. It's not You are I'm sorry, you've talked about this about yourself. You have like you have big muscles, you have big calf muscles, you have the biggest calf muscles I've ever seen I, on anyone of any height. Big calf muscles, yes. Yes, and those are those are uh, bulging. Okay, that's different. <laughs> that is different than describing me as bulbous. Like that's uh, let's just take the ego out of the way for this week then. I guess we don't have to worry about it anymore. There you go. Short and bulbous. That is not. I'm Greg Nebler here with Horse Dress. We'll be back in a minute with more Uh, Fun Employment uh, Radio. uh. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, this is Steve Lemmy. This is Kevin Heffernan. We're from the movie Super Troopers and Beer Fest. And Club Dread and Slam and Salmon. Yeah, and you're listening to Greg the Nibbler and Sarah Dillon. We're nibbling it, and we're dilling it. On fun em- fun employment. You should all listen to fun employment. Now. And nibble it. They're oh, yes. fun. <laughs> it's true. Well, you know what? I was thinking about this. As much as it's annoying that you called me bulbous earlier today, Sarah, describing me to people. That was unintentional. I wasn't. I, meant- I feel like I need to get this out there now. Uh, Caitlin's description of Roman Reigns as a wet, soppy G.I. Joe. <laughs> That's soggy G.I. Joe, I think it was. Soggy Soggy G.I. Joe. That's worse. That's worse than being called bulbous. (laughs) Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. We are now joined by Caitlin Weyerhaeuser. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, Caitlin. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) And Zach Toscani. What's up, guys? Hi, guys. It's so good to see you. Thanks for having us. It's Bridgetown Week. And you're kicking off our our week of interviews. Kick off. I know. We're kind of excited. Even though you did say that Roman Reigns does look like a soggy G.I. Joe. Listen, he is. (laughs) (laughs) So Caitlin's like, all right, we have different tastes. There's something so dreamy about him. He is always sopping wet, though. You're right. I don't know why. I think you know, he's just like a this guy. This is going to be a dumb question. Who is Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns is. That's, a, I had the same question until I heard Sarah talk about him nonstop for the last two months. He's a he's, he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler okay. in the WWE. He's uh, he kind of looks like uh, Carl, how do you pronounce Carl Drago 
from Game of Thrones. Okay, he okay. looks almost exactly like that actor, and just dumb as a rock, yes. but so, uh-huh. so <laughs> <laughs> like every time he talks, it kind of ruins it. But he is just—is that his character? Do you think to be dumb, or is he? I th- I think his I, character extends as far as the fact that like I don't know, his hair's wet and he wears a vest. Perfect, nailed it. That's all you that's just do. All that. It is. Yep, <laughs> nailed it. That's pretty much it. That's all he does. And he's riding on the. So he's actually in real life the rocks coattails. He's riding the rocks coattails, and in real life he's the rocks cousin. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Didn't I tell you that? No. Well, yeah. pr- probably you did. I stopped listening you about Roman Reigns. About yeah, <laughs> hour three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is he hot? Does he look like uh, the guy from Game of Thrones? Okay, we covered that part. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's good coattails to ride. I know. You want to be a, a wrestler slash entertainer. Yeah. Like yeah, the guy who made it the biggest, probably. Right? I think this is the year of The Rock. He's a, he's kind of um, reaching a nexus. Yeah, he's yeah. made a comeback. Or, mm. I don't know if it's a comeback, but yeah, a whole new level. Because he, now he's got his own series on HBO coming out, too. I would say it's a comeback if he's go, like going from doing a movie like The Tooth Fairy to having his own HBO series. That's probably better. I would think that money's pretty good, though. Tooth Fairy money? Do you think yeah. they get paid pretty good on those things? Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet he gets more now because I yeah. feel like he, he initially got like walking tall, those starting mm-hmm. roles. But that was like, okay, let's just see if this guy can prove himself. But he's been in movies for oh, like yeah. for years now. 10, 15 years mm-hmm. now. Right. And now he's in like Fast 7, which made a ton of money. So yeah. what San Andreas is the next his next big movie, right? That's like a disaster so. movie. Is that yes. what that one is? Okay. Oh, yeah. like the cruise ships toppling over and stuff was and, that? Yeah, he's I like in a helicopter. Like... I don't know what the. I just seen the the previews and it looks like he's a like a guy who rescue. I don't. I can't think of the coast uh, guard. Like a maybe like a coast guard, but but like a super coast guard. Yeah, <laughs> and then his wife is in this city and he has to like find her. And yeah. it's just like the big San Andreas fault. So it's like the oh yes, I do Hollywood the, yeah. splits in half or California, I guess. I Oh, yeah. I yeah. think we're primed for more disaster movies. Because, I mean, there was that whole push when there was, like, Twister and the Volcano movies. Mm-hmm. And then the Dante's rip-off Peak. Tornado. Yeah, Dante's Peak. But, like, Deep Impact. And deep deep impact, impact, all that yeah. stuff. Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon. The one yeah. that going on in the middle of the Earth, the whole one. I don't know. Oh, yeah. They oh, drilled. Journey of the Center of the... The Descent? <laughs> Journey. <laughs> Whoa, well, that one was messed up. We Horrible. were we were having this conversation, me yeah. and a couple of friends with Disaster. So what constitutes a disaster movie? So I was talking okay. about like, uh, um, oh man, that's that Gene Hackman movie from the 70s where it's the ship that goes upside down. Oh, I hate it. Um, Adventure. Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. yeah. See, I would consider that a disaster movie, but people are saying no because it needs to be like, Hundreds of thousands of people need to be oh. impacted. So there's a number. There's a base number that has to be. I guess so. Terrifying. But they said Dante's Peak is one, but that was just a small town. Mm. Yeah. So I don't get it. I mean, there's probably more people on the cruise ship than there were in that small town. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you ever hmm. see the is Poseidon it the Adventure. Poseidon Adventure or something? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. I know what you're talking where about. Where everything's um, up. Where they're stuck upside down in this yeah. cruise ship. Yeah. I know that's terrifying. That was the remake, right? That you mentioned that like the ship turned upside down. Yeah, I isn't think that so. Poseidon? The they just reboot did a, or whatever. Yeah, yeah they, they did another. Kurt Russell yeah. or something was in it. I yeah, think the, so. yeah. I didn't see the new one. The old one though was fucking terrifying. It's terrifying because imagine like there's a scene you probably remember this when they're in like an electricity room and they have to like there's they have to swim to this other point that may or may not exist and it's all uh, about like holding your breath and I'm like that's where I would die it's yeah, because I would just freak out and oh, yeah. like <laughs> I'm not going in that water I can't go well, I remember like the upside down ballroom scene where it's just like they're all in the ballroom trying to get through but mm-hmm. everything you know 
the ceiling is uh, below the water. And oh, yeah. it's so creepy. Well, every time they show those movies, I try to think about like what one I would be because they always have like the hero who does that go underwater. And then you see the people just sitting in the corner like they've given up. They're just blank space. <laughs> like, well, that's it. It's over. That's me. Yeah. And that's what I'm like, I hope I wouldn't be that person. No. That's probably yeah. me. Yeah, I'd probably I be that person. You thought you'd be the hero. No. Well, yeah, you want to imagine yourself doing right. that. No. Like, no, I'd be the guy like panicking, shoving someone, uh, like running out the you side. You would. <laughs> you'd be the shover. You totally would. Causing entropy. I don't want to be the shover, but yeah, I hope not. I like to think of myself as better than that, but I don't know. I can see you like if you guys are both trying to race up against like the water coming up, like up a ladder, you throw somebody off. Like, That's another scene that'll get me when the water's coming up and people are like last gas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like uh uh-uh. uh, uh-huh. like submarines. I'll never go into even a submarine. in Titanic. There's a scene like that. Yeah, that made me uncomfortable as well. Ugh. Don't you forget the abyss? Is that the one? Is the abyss the one with the aliens at the bottom? Yeah, of the yeah. it's all Spoiler. pink and fleshy. Oh, they can <laughs> and they can breathe. That was the one. Old they they breathe the water. In, yeah, the, right. The saline or whatever the, it is yeah. goes into their lungs, oh, yeah. and he does it on the rat, and he gets so mad. You guys, that movie's amazing. All right, I'm gonna need to see this. I'm gonna that movie's so yeah, the abyss. Good. The abyss is really good. That's with uh, what's his name, right? Ed Harris. Uh, Okay, Ed Harris and um, oh, I'm thinking of Cocoon. That's the other one. Never mind. That's swimming pool, isn't it? Yeah, okay, that's yeah. With the old right. people in swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don Amici and Steve Gutenberg. No. Okay, so Gutenberg's in there. All right. Yeah. Where are we going? <laughs> let's talk more about movies. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Well, let's start with Caitlin. So, Caitlin, we've never had you on the show before. Yeah. We had the pleasure of meeting you when we uh, did late night action. Mm-hmm. With so much Alex fun. Buffen. That was, that so was awesome. Fun. Yeah. And we ended up maybe going out and having many drinks afterwards. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, we <laughs> Might have know. happened. History will never know. So, and this is your first Bridgetown, correct? Yes. And how excited are you for it? Doing great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hit me on uh, Thursday that it was seven days away, and then I've just been having a slow motion panic attack. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, fine, you're going to do fantastic. Yeah, it, feels, it feels big, which is exciting. Um, and it's. It's, because it is. I feel really, really lucky. Yeah, it's <laughs> huge. I'm very excited. Yeah, and so you have a show um, every night, basically. So you start at Bunk Bar on Thursday. Yeah, with the um, Less Is More show, I'm hosting that, and very excited. Fantastic. So that's at nine. Uh, there's mm-hmm. Rants Off Dance Off at Rotor. Come <laughs> to that. Okay, so tell me about Rants Off Dance Off. This is the brilliance <laughs> of Whitney Street. We love and adore, uh, and she's had um, kind of a residency at Vila called a Kickstand Comedy Space, where we've yep. been working out of. Uh, and this is one of her four shows that she put together in a m- month long program called Wit Stand. Rants Off Dance Off is four people who alternate between a choreographed dance. We're comedians. <laughs> choreograph. Oh, like, you choreograph. You guys dance. are working on this. Like you choreograph. Oh, I have a wow. whole. Oh, I have a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, alternating between choreographed dance and then ranting on a topic of our choosing. But because of how the show structure is, you get to do one or the other and then you alternate. If you win your round, you get to do your other thing. So it's all competitive, which I love (laughs) so much. And then the alternate is dancing to a song that um, like Whitney picks Uh and riffing on a topic that the audience chooses. So you've got these four options (laughs) and based on how your round goes, if you win your round, you get to do your other thing. Thing and then final round is the the third. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my wow. god! Wow, that sounds so, so challenging. Are you, are you like, freaked out about dancing in public? So much. Okay, I can <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> but as like a theater kid, this is all. Oh, I'm kind of because I'm oh stoked. There's going to be some production value. It's a full on song and dance thing. I mean, yeah, yeah that that is kind of and the whole. You put a competition in front of me, like that's, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I don't care what it is. Let, let's compete. So who are you competing against? Like. 
Oh, um, see, I'm it's probably a whole list. I'm trying to pull. Okay, so uh, Matt Bronger. Nice. Uh, is this the right one? I don't think that's the right one. Yeah, that's the one we just had. It. On. Well, we don't we'll have to do that. Yeah. Riley, Either MC way. Street, Veronica Heath, you. Yeah. Veronica Heath is judging, which I'm very excited about, and I will be appealing to her affinity for unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> I have go. a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and, Caitlin, how long have you been doing stand-up? Um, just over a year and a half. I oh, so you're a baby. July, yeah. That's um, awesome. 2014, yeah. 2013. Well, I've seen you perform in your time spectacular, so Thank I'm excited you. to Absolutely. see you. One of four shows. And you have uh, freshly dyed hair. I do. It's true. Thank Turn you. And no, it looks I great. <laughs> we were talking about this uh, before we went on because is your hair naturally dark? Yes. That the, yeah, okay. that's the sides is natural. I yeah. went full villain. For this <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy with it. No, it looks great. And Thank you. We were bringing this up though. And you guys I, all started swapping some uh, hair color. Yeah, stories. hair dyeing stories. Because Zach, you dyed your hair when you were younger. You said. Yeah, yeah. I dyed, I tried to. I wanted it to be blonde, and I had like a bowl cut, so I just used like a ton of sun in, <laughs> and then it turned orange. Oh then yeah, I did black. Never went How blonde. old were you? Oh, uh, freshman year of high school, so thirteen or fourteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And that, then did black, and then I tried to do red. Like we t- we talked about, I tried to do. I wanted my hair to be red, but I didn't have the patience to dye it blonde first, so I just put it in. And I have dark brown hair, so it just didn't do really anything. <laughs> so it's kind of a red tint almost. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I had because uh, my hair is about the same color as yours. It's dark brown, and mine mine is worse this is because. My favorite. I had a goatee when I was in uh, high school, and I was really into metal. Greg was Greg was so, metal dude with like silver thumb rings. Uh, I was metal upper guy, yeah. ear piercings. Like yeah, uh, that came later, but yeah, yeah, it was the start of it. Was high a school. goatee in high school? That is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was like sixteen, I think, when I had that. Oh, I didn't realize Whoa. you were that young when you had a goatee. Yeah, but like, how much eyeliner were you wearing? I didn't wear the eyeliner. I was just oh, getting yeah. into it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I did have the goatee, and I was a really big fan. Of um, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera, and he had a dyed goatee. So I was like, well, I <laughs> want to dye my goatee too, because that's badass. But I didn't really know how to do it. And so I actually took like household bleach and I would like soak it in that. Wait, which does that work? No. Okay. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it did. It lightened it a little bit, but it was just like this nasty, like yellow, reddish, yellowish Orange. thing. It never actually so got fully blonde. So you were sitting bonded. there in a bu- with a bucket of bleach, like dipping your chin. You've never said this part before. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ever. I <laughs> There's a reason. I ever. Have, yeah. You're just I, sitting there, like sitting still with your beard. I got and- bleach from underneath the kitchen counter, and I put it in a cup, and I would just hold it there with my goatee in the cup, oh my God. thinking that would dye it because I didn't want to. I don't know why. I, don't, I was a strange kid. This and kid so was it, before the internet. Yes, this was. Yeah, yeah That's pretty true. much. Before you YouTube. Don't know. Like, yeah. I had no idea what we were doing. So it didn't uh, didn't work out really well. And then I, yeah. And, and we'll then didn't you try to dye it red? Well, it ended up that that was the the furthest I got was that it got red from from accidentally from all the bleach. Mm. That's that's the closest I could get to dyeing it blonde. And that's what happened. I feel like I just confessed something and now I need to like cry afterwards. Yeah. Have, like, just kind of curl up on a ball. It's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Zach is also performing uh, at four different shows as well. Yeah. I am. Yeah. So you're doing the uh, the kickoff at the Doug Fur on Thursday over oh, the Kill Rockstar stage. Yeah. Big I'm show. excited about that. Super cool. Well, and it's cool too because it's, it's a whole bunch of different locations uh, this year. I mean, Doug Fur is one of the normal ones, but it's uh, all over the place on Burnside for mm-hmm. a lot of it this year. Yeah, I was. I'm excited about that because last year they kind of traditionally it had always up. been on Hawthorne, mm-hmm. and then last year it was kind of more. 
more Burnside, a little bit of Hawthorne. And so it felt kind of disconnected. It did feel disconnected, but people seem to prefer like Burnside yeah. around there, I was noticing. I think there's just more – I mean Hawthorne was really great. I mean that's just uh, – I wasn't in those festivals, but I went to those festivals and mm-hmm. you know uh, I liked the way that Hawthorne – it was just that big strip. It was kind of but fun to see. But it's kind of changed. See. It has changed. It's definitely different now. I mean, it was fun to see, you know, Andy Dick being wheeled away in, like, a pedicab. And <laughs> <laughs> just seeing, like, random, like, just, you know, people walking up and down that one strip. It was a lot of fun. But it definitely did change. I think right. it's better. Yeah, I think Baghdad, I mean, the big thing, I think, was, like, Baghdad became, like, a first-run movie theater. So yeah. that when that venue went away, mm-hmm. that kind of, they had to change some things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, it's closer to where I live. So that's that's definitely <laughs> nice. Um, being oh my able to God. walk down Burnside. I didn't realize there were shows at my father's place. Yeah. <laughs> New edition. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. It'll be really interesting. <laughs> that's, that'll be like the Eagles Lodge of, like, the Burnside area. Right? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was always my favorite place to see the shows. <laughs> what originally was supposed to be at Sandy Hut, and I think they Sandy Hut had to back out, and I was, like, really – I've been in Sandy Hut once. and oh, I was the like, slut. I was just like, oh, God. <gasps> There are no windows in the bar, and that's always like this is telling. <laughs> so you've been in there, right? I've been in the Sandy Hut once. I've never been to my father's place, but I've oh, heard you... stories. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, it's. Uh, it's I spend much of my twenties at both of those places. It's they're both very. Oh really? Oh yeah, my father's place. It uh, when I first moved here, I've lived here about thirteen years now. Like when you could still smoke inside, the ceiling was covered in fur. It was like some like spider webs and smoke and. I don't not know what else. Film. Not intentional. Yeah. <laughs> no, my father's place was the dingiest, diviest place I'd ever seen and loved it. Although you would fear that something would fall off of the ceiling onto your plate. Because oh. you ate there. Yeah, because you, you have to. You gotta eat the dive food. Dive bar spectacular. Oh, that'll be fun, though, because they're always like regulars. I want to see this. Yeah. yeah. This Did is- you go to the open mic that was at Sandy Hut? Like, for t- I think it happened twice. No, I wasn't. Was that? Did you? Were you there? <laughs> it was spectacular. It was the weirdest heckling. Did I tell you this? No, no. you got heckled at the. This is the only time I've ever been heckled in my entire comedy. <laughs> I know. Don't grimace. Um, <laughs> it's just a very weird thing that all the like locals that are their regulars there, they're there to drink, and then we were like surprise comedy, and they mm. were like no, um, <laughs> and so they would just yell at every single person that went up, uh, handy slut, handy slut, handy slut, and they just wouldn't stop until you said. Here at the handy slut, and then they were fine, and they were like, "Okay, now tell us jokes." Like, oh my god, they would so not wow. let you start your set. We're just okay, Damn. like just intimidated. Yeah, because I've always that's been like a casual nickname for it forever. But yeah, I didn't they it was love like a it. Right of passage. <laughs> they want you to say it so bad. That's so weird. Oh yeah, because they don't. They have the stage, and then they ended up taking it down there, right? I think that was the maybe was a story. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so Zach will be at my father's place Yay. on Sunday. <laughs> And then at Bookie's Burgers, which I haven't been to. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see it because yeah. there was also an open mic slash show there for uh, some period of time, a couple months. Last, um, last summer, yeah. And then they said that they were renovating it. So then that space kind of closed down as a comedy venue, at least for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm excited to see what has changed, if if anything. Because it's a big backdoor venue, so uh, – and very close to kind of the hub of everything will probably be. Um, uh, is it cool? Is it like next to like Bossa Nova? And yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's right in the heart of all of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. It's the same thing like we were talking about walking down Hawthorne and you just see people with the 
like mm-hmm. either performer bracelets or badges or whatever, yeah. and then like uh, people with uh, wristbands and everything. It's just cool to be like, oh, I'm in this big city. There's this like yeah. little kind of thing going on, and it's cool to just see people, uh, com you know, comics and yeah. fans yeah. alike, just kind of walking around and all having a good time. And yeah, you totally hit it places. on the head with the separation of the two areas. Like, I'm really excited that it's all going to be in one area this year. Absolutely, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's all walkable. So walkable. So with all these um, and all the other comedians that are coming into town, I mean, is there anybody that you guys haven't seen that you're excited to see or maybe you've seen everybody on here? Um, Anybody in particular? Um, I'm excited to see Dr. Katz uh, just because that was a a show I grew up watching. Um, And then, I mean, this kind of – so last year was my first year and I was looking through the comics, you know, when I got uh, that first year and I was like, oh, there's – I, I recognize maybe half of the names, um, and then the other half I had heard of them, or maybe not. And but uh, every time I've gone to Bridgetown, I've, I've always been like, "How have I not heard of this person mm-hmm. before?" Mm-hmm. With everybody, almost. So it's uh, while there's some names that I'm not super familiar with on the on the roster on the website, I'm like, "Oh, I can't wait to see these people." Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. when I go on, click on my shows, and I'm like, "Oh, these are there's like four or five comics." that I haven't met yet. So that's like super exciting because you don't realize like how big the comedy world is. Mm -hmm. You just kind of think of it as insular, like, oh, I know these people, blah, blah, blah. But when you are around and you're like, oh man, there's like people just doing great everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what's so exciting about Bridgetown is that you always leave after it happens, like with all these new names in your head, new sets that you've seen. Right. It's it's so much fun. It's like summer camp. It is. In that way, yeah. where you like initially are like, I don't know what to expect. And then when it's over, you're like, don't leave. I can't, I can't go back to normal life. Yeah, exactly. That's so awesome. Oh. Well, and you can go to bridgetowncomedy.com for anybody who doesn't have your bracelet yet or tickets to whatever show it is that you want to go. Go there and pick it up. I'd say get the bracelet just for that reason because you can go to any show. You're going to see somebody that you're going to enjoy and probably multiple comedians you enjoy. That, and a lot of times maybe you've never even heard of them mm-hmm. before. Absolutely. It's, it's so fun. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both of you for coming in. Thank and you so much. Oh, thanks for having so me. So excited yeah. to see your sets this week. Yeah. Awesome. So <laughs> All right. Should we go to break? Yep. All right. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right. Oh, that was great. They're both so wonderful. They are. They are fantastic. So Caitlin and Zach both going to be at Bridgetown. So go to BridgetownComedy.com and get all your info. For yep. All of that you can stuff. just click on the performer link and then just click on the individual picture of the person you want to see. And it'll show mm-hmm. where like where and when they're performing the whole time. So and you may see our logo on there. too. Oh, maybe. I'm just going to say. Oh, I'm just going to say it's pretty cool. I'm sorry for calling you bulbous. I didn't. Uh, I don't think did it call meant. Me bulbous. What, I don't think it meant what I thought it meant. I, I don't think it did. Yeah. Sometimes I use big words. Mm-hmm. And like big I'm words, pretty really? sure that I know what they mean, but not 100. percent Uh huh. Yep. And then I kind of go for it, and then bulbous. <laughs> oh, hello there. Oh, hi, my friends. My voice is still kind of going from cheering at the racetrack all day on Saturday. Is that what it is? That's what it was. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, first story out of Texas. Now, we've talked about the world's oldest people, of course, but did you know that America's, America's oldest person 
lives in Austin, Texas. I did not know that. Yeehaw! The oldest living U.S. veteran who is nearing his 109th birthday, so his 109th birthday is on May 11th, uh, says he still enjoys driving, smoking cigars, and drinking whiskey daily. I like all of this except for the driving part. Uh, Richard Overton, born May 11th, 1906, was honored this past weekend by about 100 friends and wallwishers at a birthday party uh, that counted the mayor of Austin among its guests. Uh, so the party was hosted by uh, this man's Richard Overton, his uh, neighbor, by his neighbor Helen Elliott. Helen kind of sounds like she has a little bit of a crush on the 109-year-old. Said he's just the coolest neighbor on the planet. He's so much fun. He always has the best stories. I feel honored uh, to know him for what he's done for this country, for our community. He's an incredible individual, and I feel honored and special to be here. So I guess if you get old, that even also includes getting a letter from the President of the United States. Wow. And how, how, what was the exact age again? I'm sorry. Uh, 109 on 109. May 11th. Yeah, I don't want to live that old. Okay. Yeah. No. How, how old? Uh, I don't know. I don't, well, I'm not going to put a number on it. Mm-hmm. That's very sadistic. No, I'm just going to say uh, that seems like, um, although maybe by, by the time I would be 109, then we'd have like spaceships and stuff like that. Then mm. I figured that would be kind of cool. And then they could just keep you going forever. And yeah. Then fly out somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I have to think about it. I'll think about it, Sarah. One of the, um, one of my grandparents, I won't say which one, but one of my grandparents grabbed my hand as, uh, as she was getting older and she was just like, don't, she just looked at me and she's just like, don't ever get old, Sarah. Don't ever get old. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, it really freaked me out. Wow. I do have to say, yeah, she kind of scared me. Yeah, that's okay. That's unnerving. Yeah, and she was like looking me dead in the eyes. She's like, don't get old. <laughs> I'm like, what? A, I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, oh, uh, let's see. Richard Overton, who um, received a birthday letter from uh, President Barack Obama and met the, per, uh, the president in person two years ago, which I guess that's what else you get for getting old, too. Wow. Uh, says he still enjoys smoking small cigars and drinking whiskey on a daily basis. He says he smokes at least 12 Tampa Sweet cigars a day. That's a lot of cigars. That's a lot of cigars. Yeah, but but I don't who cares? Know You're 109. They must be like Swisher Sweets or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not a cigar guy, so I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, so Overton, uh, neighbors say Overton still drives on his own and can often be seen doing yard work in his home. Uh, he said he enjoys the fame his age has brought him. He said, I like the attention. I never thought that just growing older would make me so important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is a fair point. I guess. Seems like it's kind of wasted if you're that old, though, before, it, before that happens. He's still, like, trucking around. Never get old. Oh, I know. Wow. Seriously, That's, I think that, about that'll it. That'll give somebody a complex. It does. Yeah. It, it does. She said that, like, before, because she started <laughs> to go a little, um, you know, and, and as she got older, her mind went mm-hmm. a bit. Um, but, yeah, I remember her, like, gripping, like, this the strongest grip, like, this this feeble old lady. And she just grabbed my hand and looked straight into my eyes and said, don't ever get old. Straight Sarah. into your soul. Straight yeah. into my soul. Yeah. It really freaked me out. All right. Well, there we go. There we go. Lessons for my grandma. Next up, out of Baltimore, uh... This is uh, not anything to do with that other stuff. This is out of uh, Baltimore. City officials reveal... A dep- there are other things that happen in Baltimore besides that. I'm just going to put that on right It's true. Um, so Baltimore city officials have received uh, revealed that a Department of Public Works employee was fired after spending 39 hours of an 82 work week period, or excuse me, 82 hour work period, watching porn. <laughs> 39 wow. hours out of 82 hours. That that's is in- a... That's impressive. Are you kidding me? How many... How many days was he working? Uh, let's see, eighty-two hour work period. So I think I believe like it was a two week work period a or something. Two week work period. He was literally spending almost half of that time watching porn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, so, where, where did he work? Was he in like a cubicle? Was he in? Oh, like, uh, so the Department of Public Works. He's a maintenance supervisor. Okay, so he's a janitor for the. Okay, okay. So, so people just like not notice that everything was not being cleaned totally or dirty. <laughs> Uh, so the Inspector General, Rob Peer, uh, released a report revealing the employee and maintenance su- supervisor at the facilities division of the wastewater treatment plant uh, was suspended at the conclusion of an investigation. So reports say officials received an anonymous complaint about the worker and decided to put monitoring software uh, and have it installed onto his work computer where he was found to spend 39 of the 82 hours working in a two-week period watching a pornographic <laughs> DVD on the computer. A DVD, no less? Wait a minute, so he wasn't even going online? No, it's... He was watching a DVD. It does say a DVD. I don't know if it was like a particular one. 39 hours on on the same DVD? On one of the days, the worker spent nearly... There's more to this. The worker spent nearly seven of his eight hours of the workday viewing his DVD. (laughs) Seven out of the eight hours. I'm just confused. The report says that the DVD was being played in full screen mode, leading investigators. So they to know it was that. So it's not like he had it like it's hidden down and it was just like no. It was in full screen mode, leading investigators to, to determine hours that and hours at a time that there was little to no work being performed during the time the pornographic material was visible on the screen because it was impossible to see anything else because the pornographic material was taking up all the screen. Yeah, Simon's saying, of course, he's only watching about three minutes at a time. But if he watched thirty nine hours out of that eighty two hour work week, yeah, that's still. Uh, Wow. Uh, well, after the investigation, it was said that 39 hours, the 39 hours that the man spent watching porn were worth about $1,166 of the worker's salary. The man was fired for violating city policy using city time and equipment for non-city functions. Now, they said it would have been the same if he were uh, watching sports on his computer for 48 hours of the day. However, in this case, it just so happened to be pornographic DVDs. The inspector general said officials do not know the full extent of the man's porn-watching habits at work, but apparently he had been, quote, getting away with this for some time. (laughs) Wow. All right. Paid for 39 hours to watch DVDs. Hey, an Airbnb story for you. A couple who rented their home out on Airbnb returned home horrified after discovering that a drug-fueled orgy that was held there caused damage ranging over $70,000. I think I might have seen something about this. Yeah. Yeah, $70,000 for an Airbnb. This couple rented out their house and this is what happened. Uh, so urine, semen and vomit were found oh. in a couple's home after it was trashed by someone who rented it via Airbnb. Uh, Mark and Star King from Calgary, Canada thought they'd make a little extra cash by renting out their home to four adults who said that they were attending a nearby wedding during the weekend. And they booked out their home using the online renting website Airbnb and went to stay with family for the weekend. But just hours after handing off the keys on Saturday evening, a two-day party attended by dozens of people uh, leaving a scene of devastation was left in its wake, taking up to uh, $70,000 to repair. Uh, So the neighbors reported a party bus and upwards of 100 people in the house. Holy shit. Yeah, so uh, when he got home, uh, the owner of the house, Mark King, when he got home, he stood in his living room and he was surrounded by piles of garbage, food, cigarettes, and unidentifiable uh, unidentifiable stains. (laughs) Urine, semen, and vomit were found in their home after it was trashed as well. They found uh, all sorts of stains and things. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So they... a neighbor called the couple who told them that the police had been called. They arrived soon after but couldn't enter the home because the renters are the legal tenants under Airbnb rules. 
Which really? So as really the owner, they can't come in? As the owner, apparently, if the, Airbnb, if the person's renting it um, via Airbnb, then they're the tenant. I don't this whole thing sounds a little, think that's... Maybe that's That's the way, sketchy. Maybe it's the way it is in Canada. This is in Canada. Maybe it's different. Huh. Well, eventually, after Mike and Stark I mean, King, it's one thing if it was like a... I don't know. That seems really suspect. But okay. Well, so they, it says they arrived soon after we couldn't enter their home because the renters are the legal tenants under Airbnb rules. See, but I would think if it was a... Uh, like, if you're renting a house from someone, then maybe you have to give, like... Maybe you have to give like twenty four hours notice, but if there there's got to be clauses if there's ongoing damage, a police presence at the location that they would be allowed in. Yeah, I, don't I would know. think anyway. so. that's exactly what I would think too. Uh, this is what this says. So eventually, after the kings begged the renters uh, to let them in, the revelers finally left. Inside, they found stained cushions, bras, underwear, cigarettes, and marijuana joint butts. Uh, discar- uh, discarded condoms and soft stains. Uh, the owner said, I couldn't process this. This is our home. We've got a five-year-old and a one-year-old. The sense of violation is just disgusting. When we came in, one of the police said, this isn't a party. This was a drug-induced orgy. <laughs> police say uh, the man who rented the King's house could be facing charges. Airbnb spokesperson said, we have zero tolerance for this kind of behavior, and our team is working quickly to make this right. We have banned this guest from Airbnb, and our trust and safety team will offer its full assistance to law enforcement in any investigation into the incident. Now, we have very close contact with these hosts and are working to reimburse them under our million-dollar host guarantee, which covers a host property in the rare event of damages. So, I guess they will be covered for their damages, most yeah, likely. Yeah, but, they're, okay. They're still going to be out that... Hmm. This makes me uh, second-guess wanting to do anything Airbnb. I know a few people now who actually will rent like, their apartments or... Or, or stuff like that to Airbnb when they're out of town. Mm-hmm. I don't want a drug-fueled orgy at my house. You probably don't. I, I don't think that... It doesn't happen very often, I'm sure, with Airbnbs. Okay. And Canada's a little sassier than I thought it was. Yeah. I know. Wouldn't expect that from them. All right, and finally, Greg, I know you're a sans beard right now, but I do want to give this public service, even though it is somewhat being disputed on the internet, I do think that it still has some merit. So okay. I just want to share this with any of you... Bearded fellows out there. Okay. A new study has come out that according to it, if you have a beard, it is most likely covered in poop particles. <laughs> yes, indeed. Covered in poop particles. Uh, like the, the more crass version of this is the headline actually read much. I skipped over it. said, your beard is covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> so according to new research on bacteria found in beards uh, the hair on your face is literally crawling with the same fecal bacteria found on toilets and in your undercarriage oh wow yeah so the study uh, was undertaken by koat news out of Albuquerque New Mexico and uh, enlisted the service of a microbiologist named John Golobik who just to discover what's living inside of people's beards so uh, John Golubic tested swabs. So he swabbed uh, a bunch of ran- – he did random beard testing. Uh-huh. Swabbed some beards. Okay. Swabbing. Beard That's, swabbing. Sound effects are not needed. Did some beard swabbing. Sure. Uh, so he found uh, – so several of the beards that tested contained a lot of normal bacteria, but some uh, were comparable to toilets. So he, uh, Golubic said – What's wrong with these people? How do, is their beard covered in shit? Uh, it says – well, because people – I guess one of the things is that people bring their cell phones into the bathroom a lot. And particles of fecal matter get into the air when you're in the bathroom, and it can also oh. attach itself. Which, God, that might mean your hair and everything. Well, but then that would be more than just... What? 
Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So even though this bacteria won't lead to illness, uh, it's a little concerning because that's a degree of uncleanliness that'll be some that's pretty disturbing. So in order to try and keep fecal bacteria out of your beard, uh, it's recommended that you thoroughly scrub your beard. Every day and do lots and lots of hand washing so as to not transfer anything. Let me just do this as a public service announcement, actually, really quick, because I went to the, uh, you know, we went to the Kentucky Derby thing, um, and this isn't something about Portland Meadows, this is just in general. You go into the public urinals there. I want want everybody to be aware of this because it bothers me. I would say approximately 70%. Of guys in restrooms using the urinal do not wash their hands. And I'm not doing that from a... It's not like I stood there and watched, but as a man who goes and uses the bathroom at public events, I can say the majority of dudes do not wash their hands when they're walking out of there. I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. The so majority... All ladies, we all wash Majority hands. don't. Oh. Yeah. Not even, the, not even the courtesy just like rinse it under some water or something. Like even that. Just they don't do that. directly from urinal to Straight out? Straight on out the door. And then they're touching all your stuff. Ew, Greg. I'm letting you know. Okay. I'm letting you know because I think it's important just to remind everyone of that. Okay. Majority don't. All right. All right. Well, there you have yep. it, my friends. That's your world of crazy. It's a sick, sad world. All right. I just figured that was important for you to know, sir. Oh, I thank you, Greg. That's and for everybody else out there. All sure. right, I know we're uh, running out of time here, but I do need to do just a little bit of ball talk because I figure I've got to give some updates on this, everything that happened this week. Okay. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Well, let's talk balls. Balls. All right, uh, just updates over what happened this weekend. So the Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Manny Pacquiao fight happened. And it was boring. Yeah, it was boring as fuck. Boring. Which it turns out that's, I guess, how Floyd Mayweather fights. He just sits there and takes punches and, and runs away. And then he wins because the other guy gets tired. So uh, Floyd Mayweather did win the fight on uh, by the scorecard. So nobody got knocked out or anything. That happened. And then he walked away with $180 million. And Pacquiao walked away with like 140 or something. They were getting paid $138,000 a second for that fight. Hmm. $138,000 per second. Just want to put that in perspective. All right. All right, moving on to ball talk. Also, the San Antonio Spurs and L.A. Clippers had their uh, game seven. The Clippers won with a last-second three-pointer by Chris Paul. And the Clippers are moving on. They're going to be taking on the Rockets today in the NBA playoffs. The Kentucky Derby was won by the favorite, which was American Pharaoh. And now I now they go racing something else. Okay. Yeah, so there it is. The important thing is Danzig Moon did not win, and I didn't win any money. The important thing is that Firing Line got second place. Woo! Boo, 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 boo! Moving on in ball talk. We've got this. You know what? I'm just going to do this today because I've got to do this at some point. It's got to happen. I've got to play this. And this is an actual musician who has put out a fan song. And Sarah, I figure I, I I need to I need to play this because you know it's my job. It's my job to play these things for people. Mm. Sarah, this is a song by James Taylor that has come out now that he has put out. The James Taylor. The James Taylor called "Angels of Fenway," a song about his beloved Red Sox. Eighty-six summers gone by. 
Bambino put a hex on the beam We were living on a tear and a sigh In the shadow of the Bronx machine Man, you could feel this motor Hold down at an attitude And you get a little chill Oh my God, this is putting me to sleep. What <laughs> the hell? I love James Taylor, too. I don't. Oh, damn, damn. Okay. Want to make sure everybody is aware that that does exist. That is out there in the world. James Taylor, Angels of Fenway. Wow. He kind of sounds like he has a mouthful of marbles. He's like, he does not. That's his beautiful singing voice. Go to and then Bambino and Bean and Vasen. Yankees. Uh, so there we go. James Taylor. Angels of Fenway. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. You know what? With everybody coming into town for Bridgetown, you know mm-hmm. what we need to remind people of, Sarah? No, tell me about it, Greg. Just stop by Asylum on 37th oh, yeah. and Hawthorne. Because Asylum is fantastic, and they are, of course, a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. They sell amazing vintage furniture and also all kinds of... It's just a, it's a magical wonderland of a shop that you need to go into on the corner uh, right there across the street from the Baghdad Theater on 37th and Hawthorne. Asylum. You can like them on Facebook, Asylum PDX. And also, here's what you need to do for everybody going to Bridgetown. I mean, you want to represent Fun Employment Radio with totally. a nice hat. Yeah. Um, an amazing hat. And they're An incredibly available. high quality hat. Absolutely, they are. And you can get those at Asylum. They sell Fun Employment Radio hats right there at Asylum. So go down there and uh, pick. Pick one up. And Asylum's totally worth visiting because, you know, all, all these like little stores are popping up here and they're all claiming to be like, you know, Portland-based. We're portland Look at Portland, Portland. Asylum, you know, the owners, Anton and Deb, they live here. They love it. They live in the neighborhood. They handpick everything out in that store. They do, like, yeah. And they, they own that store because they love it, not because they're trying to make a profit. They're awesome people. They really are. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Asylum, 37th and Hawthorne, go there and and we do have a birthday today, and we'd like to give a very, very happy birthday shout out to our dear friend and neighbor who they're going to be leaving us soon. It's our um, friends Brahim and Hana next door to us. Uh, it's Hana's birthday today. Yay! And we want to wish her a very, very happy birthday, and we will miss you guys a lot when you leave the building. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Hana. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I think we've I think we've done some good work here. I think I I feel real I feel real comfortable. Big thank it. you to Zach and Caitlin for coming on Bridgetown Comedy Festival. It's all this week, so for those of you that listen to the show live, you're really going to get the special stuff because we'll be uh, playing all kinds of different things live, and mm. who knows when people are coming in, coming out. It's just going to get crazier and, if you do and crazier. Listen live, uh, wait. Hold on just for a second after we sign up for an announcement. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And uh, it, it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's a, so much fun this week. So BridgetownComedy.com. Of course, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com where we'll have all the interviews being posted and all that kind of stuff so you can stay up to date with everything. Follow us on Twitter is another good way, mm-hmm. at FunEmpRadio, F-U-N-E-M-P Radio. Follow us there if you if you don't, uh, at FunEmpRadio, because then we'll make sure that you, you are aware of everything that's uh, that's going on. Yep. Send us an email, FunEmploymentRadio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 Five nine one two zero, and just want to say how awesome it is that you guys are listening. Horse dress and bulbous is what it's being called. There uh, we are, Bulby and be... horse dress. God, really, Dude bulbous. Bulby for short. Oh, they did. They didn't notice the uh, second elbow, they or didn't. they didn't say anything about it. They're very they're, polite. They're very polite. Mm-hmm. They're probably talking about my second they're elbow right now. Not talking about your second elbow. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more fun employment radio. Like a...
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.